0: And Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
2: This is Paul Hawkesbury and Andy Jacobs and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we kicked off a new season with a new regular guest reflecting on the uh, Premier League weekend, legendary broadcaster uh, Danny Kelly. and Dan's going to join us every week. We had to resort
3: to a device to get through all the games. We did.
2: There was no way the three of us (laughs) uh, would uh, not take too long to get through uh, ten games. But anyway, we found a way, as you'll discover. Uh, Uri Geller joined us, Spoonbender, Mm. Mystic. And uh, the man who has turned his island of Lamb up on the Firth of Forth near Edinburgh into a, a micro nation. Yeah. So um, we were trying to help him out with uh, with the uh, Lamb Islands football team. We Fair give enough. Give you a bit yeah. of a guidance on that. We had a bit of a chat about various things. Didn't Don't we? forget Clips of the Week Pewter. Oh, Clips of the Week Pewter, of course. They were in there. So, yeah, plenty to get stuck into. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon and him. we're underway yeah, now for yeah, another I'm season around. in the Premier League. I really miss that sickening feeling
3: in my stomach because <laughs> I sit down to watch them. <laughs> Honestly, I just sat there churning away saying, oh God, not again. <laughs> Still, it was absolutely no, no difference for Chelsea, really. It was exactly the same system system exactly the same type of performance that we saw last year it's uh it's going to be difficult to challenge top four
2: if you can't score any goals well it's, see this all fits in very neatly with something you're going to do for us every monday and mm. you've, you've done in the past completely knee-jerk opinions based on just one game mm. I mean, everybody's been doing it haven't they? everybody's been saying all the same things since the yeah. games were played at the weekend there's a lot of very familiar phrases you've been hearing since the game's finished. Oh, Forest are going to struggle. Well, based on what exactly? Uh, one, oh, game no, at, down. one game at Newcastle. <laughs> down, at Newcastle against a, and it was only city and <laughs> Liverpool won there uh, recently. So, it's, you know, it's a pretty tough place to go. Yes. But anyway, Andy, give us your knee-jerk um, reactions to the weekend before we, we put a bit of perspective okay. on it with Danny Kelly in 10 minutes.
3: Well, I'd say that uh, Liverpool are going to be third. <laughs> Liverpool third, okay, yeah, yeah. right. We'll make. Fulham could of that. be fifteenth to seventeenth. I was quite impressed with him.
2: Okay, um, based on
3: one game. Yeah, uh, Spurs are going to challenge for the title. I me, you're doing that <laughs> to bock us, aren't you? <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's karma. Uh, Saints, this is the year they're going. You reckon they're going? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, Newcastle, very impressive. I'd say six to eighth. As I said, Forest six in. to eighth. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, that yeah, yeah. 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 Forest, big problems, really. You know, they're going to need a strong second Mm. half of the season, which they might have, but trying to assimilate 12 players at once is bonkers. All they've got to do is
2: win their own games, which is possible, and beat the teams around them. You you can imagine
3: if we're working here and suddenly 12 new people come and work here. It's hard, you know. They, we'd mm. all be sort of getting in each other's way, and it's Would we? not, well, I'd <laughs> say we might. <laughs> we'd be bumping. Well, they don't walk in the same way. New people,
2: get out of my line of uh, transport. That doesn't yeah, really that's work, not does
3: really. it? Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Villa. Yeah. Uh, What's going to happen to them, Villa? What have I? Got? Gerard gone by November? Yes. Big okay expectations, but I don't think they're going to fulfil <laughs> yeah. them. So this is
2: all knee-jerk, by oh, the yeah, way. It's only
3: after I'm sure you've been game. doing it. Yeah. Uh, Bournemouth, though, yeah, I was quite surprised. I've still got them going down, but that that was quite a decent performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leeds, where have I said Leeds versus Wolves? What did I where's me rash conclusions yeah rash
2: conclusion about Leeds.
3: Mm, well i was quite impressed actually banford makes a huge difference doesn't he oh yeah Leeds be okay they're going to be 16th wolves could be in trouble oh okay yeah, in the that, drop yeah. zone mix mm, okay yes uh everton Who's drop zone mick he's a lovely fellow yeah i bet he is <laughs> oh here Danny he comes he lives next to me. here Ireland. he comes old drop zone mick <laughs> yeah and um Honestly, Everton had an XG of three point two, but didn't yeah. score. Um, well, that, you know they haven't got any strikers yeah, either so at the moment. I think they'll just about stay up as well. Chelsea are going to be fifth; it can't be any higher than that, I don't think, unless they sign a striker, uh, which they may do. But at the moment, it's just looking a bit iffy. Our mm. attacking players just so ineffectual. Havertz is a good player, but how often does he affect a game? You look at him and think, "What's a point?" Oh. You know, there you go. We uh, uh, are we anything else? Well, United, mm. I think they'll be lucky to finish seventh. I've got Brighton ninth. City are winning it, and West Ham will be. They've got a light squad. I've got them at eighth to tenth. Okay. Well, Isn't there we it? are. If you've if you've made a complete. Oh, Leicester and Brentford at twelfth equal. <laughs> that
2: takes some doing
3: they have to have a playoff for 12 they? that's it I've done the lot
2: so if you've got a knee-jerk reaction to the weekend's football we'll run them past uh, Danny Kelly any comments as we chat uh, myself and Andy and Danny over the next 45 minutes looking back on all the games feel free to mm. weigh in on uh, any subject uh, at all. Um, and already one of the TalkSport listeners has gone for the very highbrow core subject mm. of the day. Uh, I don't know what made me think of it, but um, Southampton maybe could have done with a lad that they've sent on loan to Stoke who had a very good game the other day. Um, Will Smallbone Oh really Don't you think couldn't <coughs> you see Will Smallbone Will Smallbone walks on uh, on stage in a Shakespearean a Midsummer Night's Dream I imagine he'd be one of those wouldn't he Yeah It's young Will Smallbone Absolutely Sounds to me like a minor Shakespearean character it's You've got a gone... type of kitchen as well Oh okay No yeah famous kitchens Famous famous kitchens okay thanks for You're looking for a free one know. <laughs> because they're really. all quite expensive aren't they <laughs> I've given them a mention I'll send them my measurements Beth Mead um, so we've gone down the fantastic route it's just a bit of fun either mm. ignore it or don't talksport.com text 81089 <laughs> it's great
3: to ignore it what's that? <laughs> that'd be a good <clears throat> call yeah feel free to ignore <laughs> it or, or get involved <laughs> it's your choice
2: talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSHNJ uh, knee-jerk reactions RJ says hauling to get 40 plus Premier League goals <laughs> yeah well, he could do, couldn't That he? is not that ludicrous based on what we saw yesterday. he does he get that pace from him he, Because he's like a big lamb. Yeah, he's yeah. so quick. But we'll talk to Andy Brassel about this. I remember yeah. the first time I saw him play for um, um, RB Salzburg, And, and they've, I think they won 5-2 in their first game. And he just looked ridiculous. He looked ridiculous. Then he was scoring mm. all sorts of different goals. I know. He is, uh, yeah, tremendous. One of them very, very similar to the one he got um, yesterday, the second goal yesterday. We're going to see a lot of that. Anyway, um, we'll be discussing all that, but Danny Kelly with us very shortly as we go game by game working our way back from uh, West Ham, Manchester City. Want to know where those West Ham fans got their little cardboard hats from as well? Yes. Um, our gaffer is a West Ham fan. He said they weren't handing them out willy-nilly. They may have been well, cards. we are probably in the shade. Mm. Oh, OK, could be. Yeah, maybe they only given them to people in the sun. Uh, Scott Parker's jacket is not going to get away with it either. We'll find out a bit more about that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes Premier League season is underway and every Monday we will reflect on the weekend's football with uh, legendary broadcaster legend long time friend of the show although we've you know apart from little sort of pockets of uh, when he was doing the excellent uh, my sporting life and we chat about the episodes we've never really worked with him much and we're putting oh, that right oh, now I
3: have oh you have
2: <laughs> yes I have I've, right. I've done shows where you were away I haven't done shows oh, of Danny. course yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we've never worked Great together so it's a first for me Um, The excellent Danny Kelly will be joining us. Good afternoon, Dan. Hello there. How are you doing? Yes, we're good. We're good. So, uh, well, they kept
4: us apart. They thought it might be too spursy. I think. I yeah. The gaffer is great pros like us.
2: Whoa. The gaffer's already said yeah. that here. You know, yeah. can't, over... I can't
3: wait for next Monday.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, well, actually, I, I'm not sure I want it to come round either, Andy. So we're, we're sharing a yeah. fear
2: there, aren't we? I'm oh. the same as Danny. Anyway, we're going to work our way back. I mean, I think we do Ooh. have a little bit of music for this uh, part of the show. We thought we'll have a bit of theme music, Danny. See what we make of this. Hmm. It's a good tune. It doesn't get used oh. as much as it used to, so I thought. Oh,
4: oh joy of joys! Yeah. What, what a great thing to hear! <laughs> and, and, and well done, the national broadcaster. You're all paying for it, of course. Um, for dropping the football results at five o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Talk Sport still does them. Adrian still does them. They're just handing his audience now, hand over fist, aren't they? <laughs> Wonderful. Well, let's Imagine get we're un- handing it back with this section, aren't we? But you know, <laughs> that's right.
2: <probably, yeah. laughs> well, let's get underway then with <clears throat> West Ham <throat> nil, Manchester. City (laughs) two that's the first game we'll be looking at uh, now Danny and um, there was quite a lot of sages out there stroking their chins and saying things like well you know Holland might find it difficult to adapt to the Premier League I think the signs are that you won't
4: well look this is this is a a very tricky season as Andy has just proven with his knee-jerk reactions which could turn out to be exactly right very difficult season to predict because of the World Cup in the middle the five substitutes rule uh, all kinds of things are, are different this season but to predict that Erling Haaland, that's the Erling Haaland, might not be a success in the Premier League. I thought that was some of the most ludicrous nonsense I've ever read. He is, he is at his age, he is the, the greatest striker since I don't know who. Lewandowski wasn't this good at his age, nor was Harry Kane. I, he is just He's going to be fantastic for Manchester City. And here's the fear. They keep saying in their interviews, very seriously, well, it will take him a time, a little bit of time, for him to adapt to us. Wait till they adapt to him. Yeah. Wait till they realise all the things that he can do. And we saw a little glimpse of that. When was the last time Manchester City scored a goal with a through ball into the centre-forward slot mm-hmm. and it was just lamped into the net? We're going to see a lot of that. And, uh, you know, it'll be wonderful to watch because he's a fantastic footballer. Bizarrely brilliant and quick for a man of his size. Um, but I think Manchester City are going to provide him with so many chances. It may, and it will change the way Pep sees the world as well. He awesome. was great, wasn't he? Oh, well yeah. no, he didn't need to be great. He took a he took his goals brilliantly and that's all you need. Yeah.
3: It was interesting though the commentators talking about oh he's so cheap. They got him for 50 minutes so He does cost 500 grand a week. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point point. 200 grand more than Sterling was getting, you know. Mm. So you have to factor that in. I mean, but on just as a transfer fee, yes, it is yeah. cheap.
4: It's the, it's, the, it's the way that German football works now, isn't it? As they, as they grind their way through the various RBs and then up to the bigger clubs, the only way that they can keep them away from the predators of the Premier League and, and Spain is to say, well, if you give us two good years, you'll be a superstar you'll have a very low release clause and that will allow you to negotiate gigantic wages in England or Spain. And by and large, it's really, really worked. It's mm. really, really worked for them.
2: The only thing you could have questioned about Haaland was that uh, sort of come November, December, um, the physical nature and the pace of the Premier League, and even this is at mm. a push, you could have said, well, he might start to get a bit leggy in, in January or February. But instead you say, there they go, Erling. Um, have a month off while we all go to the yeah. World Cup. Have a month off to rest. So that goes out yeah. the window as well, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, him and Salah are going to get a month off in a season where they'll probably have 20 goals each by the time the World Cup comes mm. round and then have a little chance of a bit of R&R um, to then smash the rest of the league when we get back from Qatar. One thing that wasn't predictable, though, I mean, we'll, I mean, uh, Erling did well. Manchester City looked as, as slick as they always do. But West Ham, I mean... Early days, of course, in the new season, the sunny and all the rest of it. They looked like they were in some kind of
3: induced coma. What
4: was their performance <laughs> yeah, about? But it
3: was too <laughs> hot for Moys ball. It was. It was too. They couldn't
2: press. They just didn't have the the legs. Global warming is going to do for David Moyes as a manager, isn't it? Really, yeah. <laughs> it's going to do for him. <laughs> it's, good it's, 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 it's a it's a shame that that was. Here Unless with... we
4: bring in unlimited substitutions, in which case yeah. you'll have a, a pressing eleven <laughs> yeah. who come on when when you when you haven't got the ball, <laughs> um, and then and then you're more sort of a deep block eleven yeah. for
2: different occasions. <laughs> Uh, we also noticed the West Ham fans some of, the, some of the West Ham fans were wearing What looked like uh, homemade paper hats And I couldn't get to the Brilliant. bottom of what they were our, our gaffer is a West Ham fan He said they didn't leave them on our seats But apparently there were pieces of card left And uh, our friend Bill Burrows Who was in with the West Ham fans uh, Although he's a City fan Says uh, they were that the hats were fashioned from pieces of card Held to every seat by a rubber band Designed to be held up at the start of the game to create ah. some kind of visual feast, mm. ah. uh, several were made into huge, potentially fatal cardboard planes. They were quite big and quite mm. sharp. But the hats—they're all, you know, West Ham do have an awful lot of mm. fans, fifty-year-old men of a certain age who regard olive oil as suntan 50? lotion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's so, a certain age they are. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Plus, but they were—they were—they were, they were obviously they were getting a bit warm on their on their virtually bald pates, <laughs> shaven heads, and they were wearing these paper hats, Danny, and they were. Very pi- fetching too. Pirates of the River Lee, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, bit. The, <laughs> I,
4: I mean, I knew that they couldn't have been. They couldn't have been designed as hats because they were so ill-fitting um, hmm. and and random-looking. But yeah. I thought it was very, very, very. Um, Quick-witted of them, mm. um, these really roasting hot days. I myself am a, a, a lovely sort of space hopper pink with just you know, <laughs> 20 minutes exposure to the sunshine yesterday. I thought it was great the way, the way they looked there. Mm. Um, and of course, this is because gentlemen no longer carry a handkerchief. Generations ago, football fans would have knotted handkerchiefs oh, yes, and put them on their head. we don't have them anymore, so you have to make do whatever
2: bits of cardboard <laughs> the promotional department of football <laughs> clubs provide you with. Well well done to the West Ham fans who fashion hats. They look very they look like Forest fans, they were very Robin Hood in style. We move they on they then were. to Manchester Manchester United one. Brighton 2. <laughs> two. And you're you're good at it Paul. Oh, you're yeah. good. A bit true. more surprising the Brighton 2. Brighton 2. Yeah we do need a <laughs> bit more James Alexander Gordon No it's surprising. not a surprise
4: Andy though is it? <laughs> no, no it's really. not. A, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's Manchester United 1. Brighton, only two. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> should, <laughs> should have been
2: three. There, should it? have had a penalty, Gee, a says geez. Oh, my God. That <laughs> now, is, really. uh, they are about to recruit Adrian Rabio uh, from mm-hmm. Juve. He's on his way. And and if you want the Manchester United midfield to be a bit more ruthless, this is the boy you want. Because his mum used to be his agent. But Adrian Rabio sacked his own mum. Who sacks <laughs> oh. their own mum?
4: Yeah. Uh, look, it, it's, it's obvious that, to anyone with an eye in their head that in both directions in the play, Scott McTominay and Fred, whatever their individual qualities, are just not a good enough pair for a team in the top half of the Premier League. They're not creative enough going forward. And Manchester United, somebody said it on television last night, they're the easiest team in the Premier League to play through. I mean, that, that is a, a terrible accolade to have against a club that's one of the biggest in the world. Um, and I guess Rabiot's is an attempt to try and shore up because um, look, it looks like they cannot prize the fella out of Barcelona because they won't pay his, mm. his missing wages. Um, R- Rabiot, he's an, he's an upgrade on what they have, but it's still not what Manchester United fans who started the season pretty misery, didn't they? The, the atmosphere in the ground mm. without, without a ball being kicked was terrible. Can anybody tell me, I mean, very quickly, how good are Brighton though when they, get, when they start yeah. playing the way they do? Imagine if mm. they had a... a you know, Welbeck played great on the day, but imagine mm. if they had a, a regular striker, what they'd be doing to teams. They're really very, very yeah, good.
3: they'd probably be top four if they had Erling Haaland. <laughs> yeah,
2: they probably... <laughs> so would most teams. Yeah, but you ridiculous. can see why they let Basuma go as well, <clears throat> because Casado mm. was the replacement, and he played very well. I mean, the build-up to the second mm. goal, he showed... I mean, that's a good thing, as Andy was saying. Brighton are very good at that. You know, Brighton's recruitment is generally really good.
4: I, I don't want to take any... Uh, credit at all for Brighton's advance as a team but here we go um, there was a while in the early days of Trans Europe Express where Graham Potter was the only person from these islands working abroad either <laughs> a player or a coach he was in Sweden at the time the poor man we would talk to him at sort of midnight um, every every Sunday night for about a year about how you're getting on then, Grave. Is it great being a coach abroad? And I think it really encouraged him. Mm. I think it really helped shape him as the coach we see today. <laughs> He's very, very good, isn't he? Very, very good indeed. Mm. Um, I mean, poor old um, Eric Ten Hag. I know it, it's impossible when you're the manager of one of these big clubs, the cameras are on the whole time. When the second goal went in and he'd already, after less than... And as football developed, the Manchester United manager thousand-yard stare, <laughs> where you, where you managed to be appearing to look way beyond the mere Manchester United supporters in the ground into some golden sunlit upland of football that is just out of reach for the time being. He must have also thought, ah, these are not go-ahead eagles or Deventer, are they? When he looked at the Brighton team, Yeah, yeah
3: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but there's no the plan size there. of the task. Where's the yeah. plan? And Nowtovic. And Noutovich is a decent enough player, and he he can get gold, but he's it's, it's well what he passes, represents as a signing yeah, end, isn't it, it just, really just, just, it's, it's sort of a like desperate. a real scattergun thing it's yeah. not, no and he's moved the,
2: I wonder if this is a curse he's put on the club uh, Eric Ten Hag has moved the dugouts which really annoy our old mate Angus Lochran, because mm. he had his seat behind Sir Alex <laughs> for years he's decided he wants to be nearer the Stretford end and he's switched them I mean if it, you know if it, if it is a curse they're going to have to get Barry Fry down of course a former Manchester United youth player uh-huh. to have a wee in all four corners of Old Trafford so it's, it's to lift far it. to
3: go when they've lost though isn't it to the dressing room yeah, <laughs> Paul,
2: it, Paul it's
4: 2022 is that your only curse lifting tactic
2: yeah. wee in the ground yes. it, well it worked I think it worked for Baz so. it did. anyway believe it, we thought we knew this would happen we've got eight other yeah. games to oh, get yeah. through uh, yeah. which we'll, um, we'll, we'll we'll give you Lester Leicester 2 Brentford 2 very very shortly Danny Kelly is with us we will plough through the remaining 8 games over the next half hour the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast we've left ourselves 8 games to look at Danny in Mm. in a relatively short space of time well Everton Chelsea won't take long will it I (laughs) don't think Andy's going to want to dwell on it for long No. but before that Leicester 2 Brentford Two. Two And uh, a nice story comes from this. Josh De Silva, a man who missed a Absolutely. lot of football through injury. And uh, saying that Thomas Frank and his players all quite emotional on Josh's behalf. A lovely goal um and a, and a great result. It's, a, it's interesting because last year you know, I go to Brentford and
3: uh, mm. the guy I sit next to, when De Silva came back from injury, kept saying to me, and he's a good judges fellow, and he said to me, he's a terrific player, he's a fantastic player, what a player this player. And I was looking at him thinking...
2: Is he? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. obviously he is. He knows a lot more about Brentford players He's than I do. And I was pleased for that. Sharpen that up nice with goal. more game time. Um, but yes, for, from a Leicester point of view, I was quite shocked. Graham, I mean, we knew they hadn't bought anybody, Danny, but Graham Bryson, the son, says that Brendan Rodgers, the only manager in Europe's top five leagues, yet yep. to spend a penny this summer.
4: And if you, if you look at the, at, at the Telemans um, and maybe James Madison actually just hanging on there, what is going on with all that? Um, we're now seeing not just the the players who brought the title to Leicester being rotated out of the club, you know, it's years ago now, but even the the following team is going out there and they're not bringing people in. Now, they've they've recruited very well over the years. And Fofana is also under pressure from a certain Mm. West London club to move on. They've got to be very careful they don't sell their whole team in one fell swoop. One thing you do notice, of course, though, cut cut forward to 15 years' time and the commentator will be saying, OK, here comes the Leicester substitution – um, uh, David Schmeichel, a uh, son of Casper and grandson of Peter, <laughs> yeah, is being uh, taken off here and replaced by Mark Albrighton.
3: Mark Albrighton, <laughs> how long is Mark <laughs> Albrighton going to stay at Leicester? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable! It's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant though Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's sort of surprising, but uh, Hudson Odoi linked with Leicester. I think he'd fit in well there. I don't. I don't want him yeah, to there's go. There's a few guys saying he wants out. Might be quite interesting. In that game, though, Thomas Frank saying how fit. Brentford were and mm. it certainly came on strong didn't they in the, in the yeah, latter yeah, part yeah. of the game and I think you're going to see that I mean Spurs look very fit mm. whereas Chelsea the three the three stru- fittest players all came from other clubs it was really noticeable well let's move on to that game then it says it probably mm. won't take as long we Ever- forgot to mention the great goal by our favourite wedding venue Oh yes, Dewsbury Hall.
2: Yeah, it's always it's always <laughs> lovely, isn't it? A, it's a lovely the place. Year. The gardens, they really look after the gardens. Thank God there's not a hosepipe ban band at Dewsbury Hall. Tremendous yes, finish. Anyway. Though. Um, finish. Um, uh Everton Chelsea, um yeah. overshadowed by that Ben Godfrey injury, but he's not gonna be out for oh, for too long. Sorry. Um, it was that classic thing when you've made a mistake that you try
3: too hard to get it back. Yeah, it just went in so hard. He could have done the same thing to have it. So it was a bit of a. I feel for him, but it was a reckless challenge. And Pickford, a little bit frantic as
2: well. You yeah, he's
3: gone back to that thing in in front of Southgate. I think so I Gareth put concerned. something.
2: Gareth put something in his tea to calm him down a bit. I don't think he knows <laughs> he's he, he's being nobbled but I think he's been when he goes Romite, to England because yeah. he's he's quite calm when he plays for England, isn't he, Jordan Pickford?
4: Well, he said, well, he, I mean, first of all, you have the high, the high watermark of Joe Hart doing his nuts while playing for England, mm. particularly in the preparation for games. Pickford picked that up from him, I think, somewhat, mm. and he's done his best work for England since he stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, I mean, I'm, and Andy will know better than me. What you want from your goalkeeper, and sorry, the aforementioned Peter Schmeichel, what you want from a goalkeeper is utter calm around the place. Peter Cech, that's why he was a great goalkeeper for a decade. He, he made great saves and he didn't get anybody's face. And, it, and I think that's what you require. Um, but yeah, Pickford was a little bit all over the place, but that's the, that because there was nothing else going in the game that you picked that mm. out. Um, and Andy, I, I, I hear your pessimism, but it was pure Chelsea to go to a game mm. where nothing happened and suddenly you find yourself on the flight back down to London. Oh, I see we've got the three points there mm. um, up in the front <laughs> seat, yeah. <laughs> pure it, Chelsea. No, the
3: interesting thing about in that game with Chelsea was they had 16 corners. Yes. And earlier in the year, I think it may be in January, there was an article in the Sunday Times about Chelsea's set play coach. Mm and how many goals he'd, he'd let since that article they haven't scored a goal from a corner <laughs> it's unbelievable what <laughs> earth 16 but just by the law of averages you should get one goal from 16 corners you surely. would think
4: so you would think so well, the amount of fuss about them you think mm. you would but I think they might be one of the more overrated aspects of being a football fan oh good we've got a corner
2: yes <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> really dot true. dot dot and what well coming <laughs> on to a club that had a succession of players from Vinnie Samways even uh, the saintly Christian Eriksen among them that would hit the first man Mm. Um, Tottenham, we, I mean, we did score from a, a couple of balls into the box at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do now realise how we're paying for all these new signings. Daniel's put 39p on the price of a pint of neck so uh, that's one way he's oh. going to claw it back. We saw a, I know it's the cost of living crisis and all that, but uh, we saw the pints go up. But um, it, it was very unspursy, really, Danny, at the weekend. At the game, we go 1-0... Well, First of all, let me understand this. Mm. Has the price of crude beer gone up there? <laughs> I think it has. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. It certainly <definitely laughs> has. But, um, yeah, um, even at one nil down, uh, normally, you know, we go one nil up early. We think, oh, we've just annoyed them now. It's too early. But there was no panic. You could tell there was no panic. Everybody thought, no, we'll get back into this. We'll be all right. And, and so it proved. Really interesting
4: game, actually. First of all, let's say at Southampton are one of two teams in the Premier League that I believe are a one-man team. In one case, and we'll come on to them, I think it's a good thing. In Southampton's case, if James Ward-Prowse doesn't do anything, I don't see what they're trying to do as a team anymore. And Hassan Hootl is starting to wear the 1,000-yard stare as well. But Spurs, what was interesting was that whereas when Conte got there, they were playing with essentially a back nine um, and then breaking out from there, now they've got a plan B as well because what they did, they, they... alternated between high press um, in the modern fashion and dropping back if the press didn't work. Mm. And I thought it left Southampton very few avenues to go down, even if they had the necessary talent to, to exploit those avenues. And, you know, we talk about teams that end the season badly and then start the next season badly. Spurs were scoring a mountain of goals at the end of the last mm-hmm. season. I thought, surely the other coaches would have sorted this out by now, what the Spurs are doing. Um, but they've got another four there in a game in which they went behind, as you rightly say. Um, I don't know how he's doing it, Conte, but then of course that's why he's on the big bucks, but they are they are formidable. I don't know how
3: he's doing it because he's a, oh, great, he's a great manager and he's got yeah, them I- really, really fit. Playing with a lot of belief, playing with a system that works, having players, good recruitment, players that fit the system he wants. As none, well of them as, none of them play, but yeah. that, that's great because it puts pressure on the ones that are already playing there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, th- I, th- you know, I mean, Martin Chivers, <laughs> he said that uh, Tottenham put down a marker for the rest of the Premier League. Well, maybe, well, but not. City or possibly Liverpool no, but I think no, no, I no. still see I think they will challenge Spurs but yeah. I think I still think City will. The win other it thing like is
2: Danny points. it's not just the new signings it's it's the players he's improved. Young. he's getting Tess Ryan Cessignol is a player that ultimately before didn't trust his own body because he kept getting these hamstring issues every time he went on a sprint and he didn't quite mm-hmm. believe in himself as a player. He doesn't really have a great deal of swagger. He seems like a nice lad. But I think I think um Conte's dealing with that. He's he's, he's looked much, much better under Conte. He's got to start believing in himself because I think the fans do. And even Emerson Royal, God bless him. I mean, it was a bit of an embarrassment sometimes down the right. Got better towards the end of last season and was worthy of his place at the weekend so he's making players there already mm. better it's a good time to play Chelsea too because I do believe
3: Chelsea will get better throughout the season and they will make more signings but at this stage
2: oh there's the music okay. just being faded up there <laughs> oh, yeah. you've probably heard that at the Oscars before when can they I, want to clear the I stage can I finally mention Ralph Ralph Hackett Hootle? he's gone back to that look he has gone yeah. back uh, to the assistant manager do, of a the white trainers very, yeah, yeah. very good so you'll hear that music when we have to change the game it's okay. the music when we're ushered from the stage <laughs> at the Oscars <laughs> Uh, Can new- I just say, in the age of five substitutes, possibly
4: six, possibly seven with the concussions, great to see Armstrong replacing Armstrong. I'm looking forward to a lot of those in the
2: new year. <laughs> yes. um, Newcastle 2, Nottingham Forest nil is the next yes. game we're going to look at. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of knee-jerk stuff about oh, Forest are going to find it tough. Not so easy now. Well, some of which is true, but he is still bedding in a lot of new players, and I think quite a lot of those new players from Forest's point of view are pretty good and will get better. Um, and as we were saying earlier on, if they win their home games, beat the they beat the teams around in them. So many, I don't
3: get it. Because I mean, they felt they needed,
2: they had a lot of loan they deals last year. Really? Uh, they're the, the players that left, players that moved on, and a lot of loan deals. So they they had to address that. Have,
3: as I said in the top of the show, they're going have to have a very good second half of the season. I think. Yeah, Danny,
2: what do you make of it? Uh,
4: oh, I've, I mean, I've, I must admit, Andy, I've never bought into mm. the um, oh you can only you can't change too many of the players. That's because you and I, well, particularly you, follow mm. clubs that have been buying the very best players. So there's not that scope. If, if you bring in 10 players and they're better than 10 of the ones you've got, even with lack of time to prepare the team, which Steve Cooper has had, they will be a better team. Um, I, I, you know, I, of course, look, all three of the prem, of the promoted teams, you can find a reason why they'll go straight back down. Let's be, let's be tr- truthful about that. Um, the really interesting thing is, is Newcastle United, who um, they're like pools winners who marked the X for no publicity? Hmm. Hey, teenagers. Um, <laughs> they, they've got all this money um, and they haven't spent it yet. Mm. And perhaps they don't need to. I mean, one of the things, the, the transformation of Joe Linton, I'm going to put this to, to, to Andy here. Mm. Since Victor Moses was turned into a right back, I haven't seen a transformation of a footballer like this. He's suddenly a midfield hatchet man yeah. and brilliant at it.
3: I wrote down, talk about I'm not an ugly duckling, I'm a swan. Yeah. It's
2: absolutely <laughs> that, isn't it? Danny Kaye. It's great to hear Danny Kaye <laughs> yeah, get a yeah. mention. Great yeah, reference. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, with Danny Kaye. Dan. Yeah. Yes, there we could have been two Danny Kays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, he, he's done fantastically well. Um, and we all know that somewhere in the next three weeks, uh, Newcastle will crack and suddenly the giant bag of money will arrive on. And they do. Why not? Why not have a marquee signing? That was that was as near as you can have as a routine win. The Premier League. That was it, and that's a sign of how far they've come. Bruno Gou- Goumerich. Is yes, amazing. yeah, indeed. Oh, anyway, there's that yeah.
2: music again as we're ushered from the stage by Lauren Bacall back in the day. Um <laughs> next, great next, she came. Yeah. She obviously. Bounce. Next up, it's uh, Leeds 2, Wolves 1. We'll do that very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs
1: Daily Podcast.
2: Yes, uh, we move on then we're with Danny Kelly and we are looking through all the Premier League games this uh, season. Still got to squeeze in four before uh, the two o'clock news and sport. Can't be done. Oh, I'm sure we'll manage it. Um, <laughs> leads to Wolves. One uh, was the final score. A score. You see the American influence creeping in more and more with Jesse Marsh. We also saw, uh, you know, a bit of a flare up between. The managers and Bruno. quite rare, isn't it? Yeah. These days it's quite, Br- an, quite enjoyable. Bruno Lage saying there are some things you don't say, and I th- well, the only thing I thought he could say is, "You look a bit like Johnny Vaughan." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why he would be. S- yeah, he didn't like the large outrage. The large I don't think he would have been that upset about <laughs> yeah. it, really. But um, you know, what do you? What do you, you, don't, you don't think Leeds will be flirting with relegation this season, Danny, or do you?
4: I don't actually because I, I, I think Jesse March despite early impressions perhaps is a very good coach I think this game was um, in a season as I said it's incredibly difficult to predict it was the original 11th place six pointer um, this was a huge game for those teams who are trying to finish 11th wasn't it um, uh, you know, and Brendan Arneson, you're, you're right. He looked exactly like the kind of player Leeds would have brought in any time in the last four years. Incredibly energetic. Very, very good. Wolves, you worry about them because, again, last season they couldn't score any goals. This game they dominated possession, didn't score enough goals. They're bringing in Gonzalo Guedes, who's a very good footballer. Mm. Really a replacement for Jota, they've been looking for for a while um and we'll we'll see how he gets on But the real the interesting one is is connor cody yeah. uh, joining um tyrone mings as england center half that are not as good as eric dyer and can't <laughs> even get a game but her yeah, own team he just been saying that to danny, danny that off air no, it it's all very well break.
2: for gareth to say we know what eric can do we'll let him do it then because he's doing it better than anybody else you've got in that <laughs> position might, might and now
4: i now adding a goal to his game that's, that's right. Right. after <laughs> three
2: years
3: my takeaway yeah. from this Leeds game though yeah. was that uh, I noticed that Jesse March he had a very thick sharpie and a very small notebook yeah. <laughs> so i don't know how you, i don't know how that works.
2: I- Thick sharpie, small notebook. No, yeah,
3: because you know there's ones that are quite thick. Maybe you know? I mean, he gets those books
2: from the library that are in Nan's print. Maybe he has to write in <laughs> that's very big letters. Your eyes and, like
4: and I'm glad you remind me. Eric Ten Hag, of course, had one of those biros that we all covered in his kids with four different coloured nibs oh, in it. Really? So, so when
2: they're doing bad, he does he press the red yeah. one. Yeah. And then when it's a bit better, the green one. He had four different colours on his pen. I bet that's an old one of those seventies ones still hanging around at Old Trafford, oh. where you turn them upside down. And yeah, uh, you know, I think we all know what happens <laughs> yeah. then. Really, yeah. is the style of carry-on films. I uh, think you collect those, don't you, Paul? I think I've got about a thousand at home. <laughs> and Bamford back made a huge yeah, difference. Bamford yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, there really it is. Football, uh. There's the Oscar music. That's right. So uh, we we leave the stage now, clutching our Oscars, <laughs> and we move on to Bournemouth. Bournemouth to Aston Villa nil. Yeah. I think we can have a bit of shock in the voice mm. there because everybody was writing yeah. off. Uh, Bournemouth completely, possibly us as well, for the start of the season. Um, but uh, again, uh, a nice redemption story uh, in the in the second goal by Bournemouth. And uh, but more worrying for Villa, Danny, I would think Villa fans will be. I mean, it's only one game in, but you'd be a bit troubled by what you saw there. Uh,
4: just just the, 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 the <coughs> taking out of Mings uh, out of the, as the captain, and then out of the teams. Unless I don't know some, something is going on there at a personal level. Um, it strikes me that he has been. The stalwart of the team for several years now, and just just changing it does it does it lead the players wondering what exactly is going on? But I think really uh, we need Andy's expertise to, to, for this game because of course he is a formerly uh, a, a high class couturier and <laughs> yes. owner of several <laughs> sho- several boutiques. Um, so Scott Parker's jacket. I mean, it's not a question of what is it. Where could you
3: even get such a thing? Andy? I know it's got four hoops, right? So it's very Admiral-like. It like, yeah, you have yeah, it quite navel. What, what I thought about <clears throat> it, though, was, I'm sure he wore it at Fulham. So it can't be a lucky jacket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or wear my lucky jacket that got Fulham relegated. Well, Michael Richards well, has obviously- got an array, mm. hasn't he? He's got the yeah. he's got
4: the very tiny kind of light grey one that looks like it wouldn't fit your cat, but he somehow manages to squeeze himself <laughs> into it. Yeah. It Wouldn't fit me. I will put it that way. <laughs> Um, I don't. Know, I don't know what he's trying to distract. I mean, you wouldn't want to distract from your team, surely. You're proud of your team, mm. particularly the, particularly the way they played there. And Hats off to Kiefer Moore. Yeah, mm. uh, from Truro City to the Premier League via eleven other clubs. Mm. Um, and of course he's a, he's, he's a difficult man to play against brilliant
3: yes that was a good uh, I've story i some note about Kiefer Moore but I oh. can't read it which is brilliant oh okay <laughs> fantastic, fantastic.
2: Uh, Tom has made the point yeah lovely story of Josh De Silva wrapping one into the top corner from a disappointed fox it was good news for Brentford <laughs> <less> <laughs> um, and on that um, we're asking for your your um, uh, season predictions and just finally before we're led from the stage uh, Scott Parker to be dressed like Bjork by October <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. every week. <laughs> Get more outlandish. <laughs> that was yeah. quite a that nice works idea. For me. Yeah. Um, okay, squeeze them in. Fulham, it feels like a lifetime. You're going to ago do this these one James f- Alexander to Liverpool. Two. Um, and, oh, yeah, the, the parched pitch was a great leveller, clearly. Um, but, yeah, you could tell he, you could tell he was uh, frustrated by the performance, as were a number of the Liverpool players. But well done to Fulham. I did a match of the day. That they were pointing out just the hard running. and But they were like, you know, first game of the season at home, back in the Premier League. They were like, you know, like a bunch of kids on Sunny D. Everybody mm. was tearing around. They had, they had more energy than they would normally have, I think.
4: They all played well, um, and they played well to one end, and that end is Alexander Mitrovic. Mm. He is my favourite non-Spurs player in English football these days um, because, of course, he, he do- what he does is so, so Alexander Mitrovic, I know he can be a bit of a nuisance and all the rest of it, but when he's on that kind of form, the way he... I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold is lucky he's not out for the rest of the season the way he came over the top of him (laughs) for the first goal. And I believe that Fulham, who have changed a lot of players, they could change all 24 of them in the squad as long as Mitrovic stays. And I know he's failed in the Premier League before, Mm. but I think if they they work towards him, he can do great things. And I'll tell you what as well, Serbia in the upcoming World Cup, they have an amazing tactic. They play Vlaovic up front and then they bring on Mitrovic to play with him for the last half an hour against tiring defenders, and it is going to upset some teams, I promise you, in the upcoming World Cup, because he's different, isn't he? And he's fantastic.
3: Mm. I've I've got uh, my takeaway from this game is a Barry Manilow-style chant for Niskin's Cabana. (laughs) oh yeah
2: I'll save you the knee skins knee, skins. knee skins. good, good bad. Bad. oh yeah <laughs> it works, okay. doesn't it it does I, I, yeah. I don't the fans are singing well, I don't think they will just remind reminder for the Brentford fans <laughs> when Adrian Rabio does come to your ground this week for Manchester United he sacked his own mum he sacked <laughs> his oh, own mum Adrian Rabiot oh yeah because he's, he's coming to Brentford I'll, I'll get that one his own I'll get that one going mom. everybody same! you can do a bit of that <laughs> Andy can't you yeah. and,
4: and just for Scott Parker Scott you've already got the jacket remember Janet Jackson these days semi-retired She's yeah. got a big admiral's hat. You can really finish <laughs> off the outfit.
2: I mean, Warren Beatty is asking us now to leave the stage with him. And uh, we, Hi, Warren. <laughs> and finally, finally, uh, we've got through. It's good. Palace nil, Arsenal two. two. Um, I
3: didn't give my rash conclusion. Arsenal give up chances. They're good, but not as good as City, Liverpool, and
2: Spurs. Fourth. Okay, well, look, you know, at one nil, Palace did have their chance. A couple of very good saves by Aaron Ramsdale, but that's what he's there to do, of course. He would say. Um, But once that second goal went in, that was that. But some good performances by us, and a great start of the season. Certainly better than last season.
4: Yeah, and th- this is uh, I need I need Andy or someone to tell me that Arsenal are not really any good because <laughs> I live in fear now. I've become mm. obviously both Paul and I lived beneath the jackboot mm. of Arsene Wenger's brilliant Arsenal teams, um, but now it's been two and a half thousand days since Arsenal finished last burst and man, I really like those days, and I get great, great comfort from those days, and I do not want those days to end. I think those days should be provided on the NHS, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell me Arsenal are going to become good. I mean, they spent enough money to come good over the past three seasons, but I have, I have to hope that this is a kind of false dawn and that they'll revert to type later in the season. Mm. Otherwise, it's not going to be very good at it's all.
3: coping with the Europa League will be something that they need to do? They can yeah. win, I think they can win the Europa League, obviously, but, yeah. so they'll take it seriously because it's a guarantee back into the Champions League. And look, they have been building towards this. We've been teasing Matt Scott, but mm. he's been predicting this, and they do look... Uh, pretty strong Odegaard's a good player he really is effective yeah.
2: And, and well on Palace. they they did seem to miss Gallagher I, Eze,
3: that was a, the biggest miss yeah it was
2: you made a good point though about Gallagher unless he's getting game time he wants to try and get in the England squad for the World Cup unless he's getting game time over the next few weeks for Chelsea maybe Palace before the end of the window no, no, he got two minutes he got two minutes well is that no, going to th- be enough I think, I think he's
3: going to play is that going to be really enough he likes him
2: well, that's it. I think uh, our time has run out. Um, Danny, it's been a pleasure. We'll do it all again next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip?
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
3: Podcast. We didn't mention Torquay. Eh? Started the season with a very thrilling nil-nil against
2: Oldham. Though Oldham, yeah. Latex, they know they yeah. they were national league. Uh, that's this what happens uh, these days? Yes, that's true. So there you go. So yeah, that's that. It? You don't you, didn't you watch the game, Andy? Well, I
3: didn't. I didn't. I just took an interest in the actual result from, mm. for our producer. Okay, because, know, he's very very keen. Yes, and uh, yeah, the, it was funny when you said the mayor had this thing about as if it was a new thing mm. about pampered players. Pampered male stars get care officers to wash their cars and sign for... But they've always had this. Yeah, they've for player you, liaison. I'd say mm. the whole of the two thousands at least. Yeah, they've had this. So I don't know why they think you should that's suddenly particularly a, resent a story. it.
2: Because what you really want is you know you often you've got a player coming from yeah. a different part of the world with their family trying to settle in and maybe they don't speak the language fluently, and they do have to try and sort of immediately hit the ground running. They have to go and leave the wife and the kids, go off and train. I mean, I'm sure your heart's bleeding for them. They're doing all this on 150 grand a week. I know, plus. But still, if there's anybody at the club who can, who can make that easier by finding them somewhere to live and finding the kids' schools and just generally being around the Yeah, out, it's got to be a good idea. That's the why they have it, so they can concentrate on the football. Well, I said, I've told you before, when David Platt first went to Italy, he was telling me that he deliberately when he went to Bari, deliberately did that because he thought, if I go somewhere else, it's all going to be laid on. Mm. So he kind of wanted to go somewhere where there wasn't a lot of English spoken, and he just had to get on with it, and he, there wasn't loads of player liaison people like there would have been at Juve and stuff. Yeah, that was in the 90s. Yeah, that I know was in the 90s, yeah, but, true. you know, I thought, again, that's probably a mark of him, really, quite a bold thing to do, and it And out, uh, yeah. fans of the uh, BBC's long-running drama,
3: The Archers, hmm. uh, The actress Peggy Spencer has retired, age 103. Wow. I only mention it because I'm planning to break her record here at Talk Sport. (laughs) Imagine 104-year-old Andy Jacobs. Still moaning about Chelsea's lack of strikers.
2: Young Lewis, mount he was rubbish. No, not a mark on his dad. Nowhere near as I won't be far off you, yeah. I'll be sitting here as well, yeah, all about that, man. Good old...
3: Uh... Talking of that, happy 50th birthday for Jerry Halliwell. Oh, yeah. I always thought that, I always thought that was how old she was. quantum leap. No, no, I always thought that was how old she was when she was in the Spice <laughs> House. Oh, meow,
2: Andy, no, no need for that. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, congratulations uh, uh, to not? her. Uh... Um, this shouldn't come as a surprise, because no. I'm sure a lot of people are slaves to them, but mm. the good people at the University of South Australia, uh, they have been doing loads and loads of research... Uh, onto people wearing activity trackers, you know, sort of, you know, your Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, 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 I got one. Fitbits. Yeah. Fitbits, yeah. And they've found that they do actually motivate people to walk up to 40 minutes more each day and an average weight loss of one kilogram, 2.2 pounds, over five months. Now, you can obviously do more if you want to, but that shouldn't come as a massive shot, should it? I mean, yeah. I've I've got one, you've got one, mm. and it does tend to spur you on. I mean, your one shouts at you. I mean, you yeah. set it on the quite aggressive setting, haven't you? It, <laughs> no, a, it suddenly says <laughs> things like "Get up." That was my old one. This is a
3: new one. This oh, is okay. kinder to me, right? Okay, and, but uh, now your old one was was quite aggressive. It was, yeah. It, it, it does inspire you. Yeah. it does make you sort of do the steps and all that.
2: Can be a bit of a slave to them mm. at times. I mean, your one used to get you to stand up and go and get yeah, a glass of driving, water. Driving I mean, man, yeah. stand mess- up.
3: You've been sitting down for too long. Mess with the settings, I would say, certainly. And, uh, yes, I was reading Rod Little's column and he was writing about Brentford in the Sunday Times yesterday and he says uh, it would not surprise uh, me hugely to see Brentford Somewhere near the bottom come mm. Christmas, as reality slowly catches up with them. I suspect they've paid wildly over the odds for Hull City's young winner, winger, Keane Lewis Potter. And you think to yourself, that's right, you know more than Brentford's data-driven system. <laughs> it's brilliant, these people that write this stuff. You don't think, Does not not think to himself, you know what, Brentford, they're pretty good at finding people who are worth the money.
2: Yeah. It's Fantastic, no, isn't it? They, they? they certainly have been so far, haven't they? Um, anything else, Andy? Uh, let's have a look. Um, anything? oh, look- yeah, Arsenal
3: fans. Oh, yeah. yeah, speak to this bloke. Arsenal fans are rushing to a, a transplant, hair transplant specialist. I should say a hair transplant. Oh, not yeah, a trans- not a transplant specialist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because of Rob Holding. He this doctor treated Rob Holding, mm. and uh, basically, Arsenal fans are all after the same look, they want the Rob Holding look, yeah. So really, give me a Rob Holding. I wouldn't know, because it's Arsenal. Awesome.
2: But you know, you wouldn't go. Okay, where would you go to? <laughs> <laughs> You've got any famous no, ex-Chelsea so. <laughs> hair transplant? Seems
3: unlikely. Have you considered? Although that- the bloke who sat, who sits behind me, did claim at some time, one time, to be doing Victoria Beckham's hair extensions. Oh right, yeah. So I, I could have those. You'd That'd look good. Nice, yeah. I think you could carry those off. Andy. I popped into Victoria Beckham's shop yesterday. Did you really? Yeah. It's a beautiful shop in Dover Street. It's not like a haberdasher's. Honestly, the, the clothes are lovely. I mean, they really are fantastic. Mm. I mean, I, you, you expect me not to say that, but they, I have to, you have to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. yeah. You're not the target audience, know, though, are you? No, it's a bit pricey, but not that pricey. Not Men's ridiculous. clothes as well, does she do? No, no, mm. women's mm. clothes, but a nice quality, definitely. Okay. I was quite surprised. Well, you know, you were in that business, Andy. Well, that's it. You know, so I took an interest. Did you have a look at the material? Do you feel the material? I did feel
2: the materials. You, have you really? exactly what I did. You're right. <laughs> I thought you'd gone in there <laughs> feeling the material. Yeah, I like a bit
3: of a Your dirty old
2: fingers <laughs> all over a 600-pound vest or something.
3: And uh, British prisoners, are, especially English prisoners, mm. are getting ready uh, for the World Cup by brewing super-strong hooch, the Sun tells us this morning. Oh. Uh, apparently, the brews are left to ferment for months to increase alcohol strength, so they want to get, you know, they're, they're making it now, so it'll be ready for November. It's fantastic. Oh. I don't know how they know this yeah and where, where are they going to
2: store it they'll find a I way i they will really in harry grout's uh, mr bridges or harry grout cells <laughs> that's where they'll be because <laughs> right. no one ever goes in there
1: the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
2: the talk sport clips of the week every Monday we bring some Clips of the Week pewter. We can't call them gold, if, you know, they're not the classics. You don't hear them every Christmas Eve. Um, but they've, they've just been sitting in a drawer somewhere, basically, since 2010. They've been in deep hibernation, but um, our producer has, yeah. uh, has dusted them down and uh, brought us the best of them. These are from February, March 2010. As we always say, we've yeah, not heard I them I like s- them. We've not heard them since. So it's, a, it's, uh, it's all news to us, this. But uh, we hope for the best. Andy, kick us off. Uh, we start with Mark Saggers, who was clearly having one of his
3: angry moments.
4: At St Andrews this afternoon, Ian Dowie and Hull said it's the last throw of the device.
2: I mean, don't start <laughs> throwing your devices. That's another phone going out the car window <laughs> for sags. Uh, let's go over to American history expert Mike Parry now.
6: You see this, and they produced a picture of Jimmy Carter's face with a beard on. He said, "Look, makes you look like Abraham Lincoln, who's you know the most popular yeah. American ever in the history of
3: America until he got shot." <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously did take the edge off it. Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah. that was interesting. <laughs> <pretty. laughs> <laughs> Alan
3: Brazil now on breakfast with a surprise
7: guest. Now, 26 minutes before nine o'clock, we'll have the business news with Hank and Graham Gooch. I didn't know Gucci he was a business expert. <laughs> I didn't either. Fantastic. Good old
2: Graham Gucci with the latest. So she bananas down 15. <laughs> he would have given it a bit of that, wouldn't he? Gucci. Uh, back to uh, Mike Parry again, who was kicking off his mid morning show with Andy Townsend. 100 texts a day. Mm. Some of these kids they
1: are don't sending out
2: 100
6: texts right, a day. Right. They can't communicate normally with people. I'll tell you why. Two factors 100 texts a day, and the fact. They've got iPod earphones stuck in their ears which are deafening them, breaking up their eardrums and allowing them no... I was going to say
3: intercourse then.
2: Good job you didn't, eh? Good job you
3: didn't. Yes, that's good. Uh, now around this time we had the Icelandic volcanic ash cloud that yeah. suspended all air travel and caused absolute chaos. Here's Mr Brazil's take on it
7: all. So, let's say a very good morning to next guest, leading volcano researcher... From the Open University, Doctor David Rothery, uh, Doctor, very good morning. Morning, Dave. morning. Uh, doctor, I'm well, not concerned because it doesn't really bother me. But <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it's okay,
2: yeah. yeah. I was stuck in Barcelona for about five Dr. days. Doctor David Rothery, known as Daylight. Yeah. <laughs> <It's
3: horrendous. laughs> uh, perhaps Alan became a little more sympathetic once he'd had a chat with that expert.
4: Look, I'm meant to be flying to Vienna a week on Sunday, and I'm cautiously optimistic that things will be more or less back to normal by then, but we, we can't be sure.
7: Mm, beautiful city of Vienna, David. Beautiful.
2: Yep, I love it.
7: David, thank you for your help. Dr. Doctor David Rothery there. Didn't
2: really go anywhere. They didn't do their own travel <laughs> show. He didn't Hans did Crankle's they, beautiful left yeah, foot. Foot like a traction <laughs> engine. Alan <laughs> often mentions hands <laughs> Crankle when... Uh, when Vienna's mentioned. Uh, here's uh, Nigel, by the way, on Fisherman's Blues with a caller. Barry is in
6: Middlesbrough, I think. If you want to be next up, 08717 is the number to dial. Uh, good morning, Barry. Hello, Barry. Hi, Nigel. Good morning. How are you on this morning? Morning. Hello, Barry.
2: Morning, Nigel.
6: Good morning. Was it Scott you wanted to talk about?
2: Hi, Nigel. Uh, fine. I just wanted
6: to phone in. Hello, Barry. Barry, can you turn your radio off? I'm getting awful feedback
2: from you. Sorry. Hi, Nigel. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi. That's why. <laughs> hi. That's why we tell you to turn your radios off. Yeah, Otherwise, of um, you respond to the radio, which is in delay, as you've as you've probably. Hi, uh, hi Nigel. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It yeah, was a question you asked five minutes ago. Uh, back to Alan Brazil on breakfast now.
7: Of course, Fulham fans as well will be arguing a little bit about Goodison, the, the tackle, or the kick on Cahill. Was that a stone bunk penalty? A stone bunk penalty? Well, I think that is
2: a phrase.
3: To be fair to Alan, is, is it? I don't think so. I don't think it is. And sticking with penalties, here's a caller to Stan Collymore.
1: What did you think about the Alan Hutton uh, scenario? No, listen, I've not
6: seen it. I can't comment. From how you've explained it to me, basically,
1: yeah, I'll explain it to everybody now. Um, about ten yards from the left touch touch line. Um, Josie Altidore goes for the ball with Alan Hutton running into the channel Um, Josie Altidore ends up I think throwing the ball no it was uh, Alan Hutton throws the ball at Altidore Altidore fronts him nose to nose just gesticulates forward catches him on the forehead but the way that Alan Hutton went down you'd have thought that it was Muhammad Ali not Josie Altidore uh, that knocked him down when he goes down he's giving that classic sort of patting his feet on the ground and rolling over like we see Didier Drogba do at his very worst. What punishment would you like to see for what is essentially cheating the referee? You hey there, Tony. Right, unfortunately, he's gone.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think you had to get, to get going. I think you did. Oh, I love the Alan Hutton scenario. One yeah. of my favourite bands they on They Jules were very good. Holland. I remember them on the whistle <laughs> test. They were very
2: good, weren't they? Alan Hutton scenario. <laughs> and little feet joining us. Uh, back to uh, Alan Brazil, uh, who'd been to see his good mates, Simple Minds, his old school friends.
7: Thanks to Jim Kerr and all the guys, uh, production team with them. Uh, we'll definitely have a bit of that, Ronnie, in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, the borderline, 23rd of uh, May, uh, May. No, April, isn't it? May, this week. This month. Next week, isn't it? May. 23rd. 27th yeah. well, of no, April today, Al. Yeah.
3: I don't know when it was on. I think I would have missed that gig. <laughs> if it was the 27th of April, it definitely couldn't have been on at the 23rd of April. What's <laughs> coming on? So, <laughs> no. Never mind. What's, What's next, Andy? Andy? It's Mike Parry again
6: now. I'm not a selfish person. I see the broader picture. I see the wide canvas. You know, mm. I see the Bordeaux tapestry in front of me. <laughs> oh, not that one. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, as well, you know, Mike does have a bit
2: of a history with the Bordeaux tapestry.
6: <laughs> Who came runners up to Lyon in the French league last season and are now in the Champions League? I
8: take a stab and
6: say Bordeaux, Mike.
3: Bordeaux,
6: as in the tapestry, yeah. Yeah.
3: No, no. Yes, In the Bordeaux tapestry, Harold
2: doesn't get it in the eye. He just
3: has a nice glass of wine. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, tremendous.
2: He <laughs> it's slightly different, that's right. <laughs> uh, and finally, sticking with Mike here, he is looking forward to a legendary guest joining him. Remember, this is a fantastic show for two or three reasons. Firstly,
6: Mr Graham accompanying me. Secondly, we're talking about Jose. And thirdly, we have got Francis Rossi coming
3: in at midday today. So don't go anywhere.
2: Francis Rossi. and Annie Francis Rossi, you Rossi, yeah. probably guess.
3: And how do you think uh, Mike decided to mark the moment? Get down, deeper down Down, down, deeper
6: down Down, down, deeper down Get down, deeper down I want all the world to see Brave, to see you laughing And you're laughing at me Ba-ba-ba I can take <laughs> it all from you again, 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 again Again, 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 again Down, down, down Deeper down, <laughs> said, Down, down,
3: deeper down I hope Francis I said, Rossi wasn't down, listening to this He, down, well, yeah, he didn't come in
2: down, I'm afraid he won't join us down, now <laughs> <laughs> got back in down, the cab oh, there we are, Mike Parry. Uh, didn't take why did not you
3: just play status quo? I know, you might as well. I have him singing, it's
2: ridiculous. I never get, uh, remember the, he, he did a show, didn't he? And uh, it was a young uh, young producer, and Mike obviously oh, yeah. told it's this incredible. young producer that he would sing, uh, 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 was it in the My ghetto? My way, I think. Oh, was it? No, it was an it was Elvis In, in song. the ghetto, in the ghetto. In the ghetto, yeah. and yeah, he yeah. sang the whole song. <laughs> All of it. I mean, the producer was only a kid and he, he wasn't in a position that he thought, oh, Mike must do this all the time. It was his first shift. I did the whole something was like three and a half minutes karaoke. Bonkers. Anyway, um, Mark Howsey will be there. There's some more clips of the week, pewter. Um, we'll bring you some more uh, next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawkesby and Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Well, uh, Uri Geller bought an island yes. um, a little while ago up in Scotland. It's on the Firth of Forth, just off North Berwick. And oh, he's had it about 10 years, but he is. Uh, it's now a micro nation. Hmm. And uh, every micro nation, of course, um, needs a football team. So this <laughs> could be it. your chance to be an international footballer. We'll find out how Uri joins us now. Uri, good afternoon.
8: Hey, Paul and Andy, good afternoon. You just gave me a brilliant idea. I hmm. didn't think of football yet. we have got to have a football
2: team. If you've, got, if you've got a nation, it needs its own... I mean, there is a, there's tournaments these days for the oh, kind yeah, of non, non-FIFA teams. Non-FIFA. Yeah, Canifa, is, uh, I believe it's called. And I don't see why Lamb, your island, can't join that and compete.
8: I I will do that on one condition, that you both help me out. Okay, we'll see see if we can do a bit of recruiting.
2: There is quite a lot of players in this country that just miss out on international football. That's true. People used to often bemoan the fact that Mark Noble, the West Ham player, never got a chance. He should have done, really. There were times in his career. But, you know, this has come a year too (laughs) late for Mark, who's now retired. That's true. But but anyway, um, so you bought an island, Erie, and it's now a micronation. Tell us
8: more. Yes, well, what happened is that... um, I always um, had this uh, feeling of turning my island into a nation. Mm. And then one day, not long ago, um, a journalist happened to walk into my museum in Israel, in old Jaffa, from the BBC, uh, um, a guy called um, Rafi Berg. And he was fascinated by the plaque, you know, by the history of what, you know, I mean, Queen Scota is said to have moored outside my island. We're talking about three and a half thousand years ago, the Egyptian sent um, Queen Scotta who was one of the queens of the pharaohs, and I believe there is an Egyptian treasure buried on the island. So um, Raffi Berg uh, decided to write a a story about the island, and I, parallel to that, I thought, this is my moment to Mm -hmm. turn this into a country. So believe it or not, um, Paul and Andy, I have a flag, and it was very difficult to put the flag on the island, Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have an anthem, I have a constitution, and it's, it's extraordinary, and now I'm going to have a football team.
2: Yes, of course. I think, we got, we, I think we're going to be able to hear the anthem, and so okay. any prospective players will need to learn the words of the anthem because they'll need to sing it before they play uh, international matches. So let's get a flavour. Who is on vocals here? Let's have a listen. Yeah, I the, can see the players, yeah. Players with their hands on their hearts. that S- the, Did you write <laughs> the lyrics as well?
8: No, no. But listen, I, I must tell you something. There was a group of uh, amazing Scottish musicians mm-hmm. and, and the official anthem is sung by a Scottish lady, um, Susan. But let me tell you something. I decided to sing it myself too, just in case, you know, to have it on file. And a couple of days ago, I walked into a small studio, which is here, Next to my apartment building, where I live in Old Jaffa, and in the middle of the recording, a rocket explodes. Oh, wow! Uh, you didn't, you didn't play that part, but if you go further, I let, I left it in because mm. it's so unusual. I, I also say the rude word. You did. Yes, that's why in. we couldn't play it, but we <laughs> did hear it. You say, bro? you say. Flip, that was close, but you don't (laughs) quite say
2: that. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That'll have to be added to the official lyrics of the song, though, when players sing it before a game, of course. But this, this, Yuri, this island is,
3: there's nobody living there. It's uninhabitable. What made you buy it?
8: Um, Wow. So, first of all, um, there's one person I have to mention. He's an an amazing Scottish mentor. He's Drew McAdam, Hmm. who lives almost opposite my island. He helped me so much. But, you know... Let me, let me begin. Um, th- this island, it's mysterious and it's enigmatic, and it's claimed to be one of the great pyramids of Scotland. So this is incredible. Lamb Island is actually a volcanic outcrop hmm. in the 1st of Forth, north of Edinburgh, and it's one of the rocky outcrops which mirror, this is the amazing thing, it mirrors the layout of the pyramids at Giza, wow. near Cairo in Egypt. And, you know, I'm, I was, I'm fascinated by the connection between the pyramids and these islands. And um, let me tell you this. this Mohammed El-Fayed comes in the picture because the connection has been known for centuries. You can read about it in a 15th-century manuscript called the Scotty Chronicon by the abbot of Incom. His name was Walter Bauer. So when I heard that Lamb Island was for sale, Wow, I felt a strong, I don't know, instinctive urge to buy it. And the more I delved into the history and the archaeological lore which surrounds it, the more, you know, certain I became that this is the island that I must buy. This is one of the most significant sites in Britain.
2: Well, um, if people can become citizens of Lamb, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a a charity aspect to it as well. It only cost them a dollar to become a citizen, become an official citizen of the island, dual nationality, I guess. Um, You get passport, I love it. You're raising raising money for a good cause, Erie. Tell us more.
8: Yes, Um, let me tell you. Um, I I would love everyone to become a citizen of um, Lamb Island. And uh, let me just tell you about the charity. This charity is based in Israel, yes? And there are surgeons who do open-heart surgery to children. Listen to this. More than 6,000 children were saved from 45 countries, and believe it or not, half of the children were Palestinian. It's, it's incredible. So, hey, guys, $1, or if you want a little more, uh, pay more, but then you'll get this beautiful certificate. Mm. You just simply print it out, and, um, and you will be able to uh, become a citizen. And uh, wow, this will be amazing. All you have to do is get on my website, which is urigeller.com, mm. urigeller.com, all the information is there. You pay PayPal one dollar, and you're a citizen. The certificate is beautiful, and you help a uh, child in need.
2: Fantastic, it's a good idea. Um, if, uh, can you Fantastic. just finally a couple of things? Can you play football on the island? It looks quite small and craggy, it doesn't it? Like you could get a full-size football pitch on it, or, would, would, or we're going to have to play on the mainland. Do you think?
8: Um, let me tell you something. If I'm not mistaken, when the BBC article came out a couple hmm. of days ago. I believe that the journalist, this guy, Rafi Berg, uh, described it almost as big as a football pitch. Oh, okay. So, um, so, yeah, but but, yeah, but you will all have to help me, guys, to put up the goalposts and find, <laughs> it, it we'll play with my logo. Mm. By the way, I do want to mention the lady, Susan Broadfoot, who sings the anthem. Mm. She also wrote the lyrics and amazing, amazing Scottish musicians wrote, wrote the music. So, what can I tell you? I really appreciate that the fact that you called me up to interview me. Yeah. UriGeller.com is where you become a citizen, and um, it'll be just uh, wow! 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 I'm so excited.
2: And we got a perfect manager for Lamb as a friend of ours, Mark is Bur- Mark Burcham, His name is. We'll we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll get in touch with our old friend uh, Michael Naylor. One of our listeners has suggested Birch is, is perfect. We'll have to get him away from Lake Como. Yeah, he's got a good job at the um, moment. But I think it's it's he's got Lamb written all over him. It'd be fantastic. Uri, good to talk to you. I hope it goes well. Thanks very much.
8: Thank you, bless you all. Bye. There we are,
2: Uri Geller there. Um, he's turned it into a micronation. They need a football team. Hopefully Birch is on board, yeah. be in charge of recruitment. And uh, good idea, Michael. Thank you very much for that. And um, yeah, it's a chance for you to... Ta- you could be like the technical director, Andy. <laughs> You're yeah, wandering good, around yeah. Lamb in your car coat. <laughs> yeah. There's a, picture, it's a a little video of and somebody else trying to lay the flag of Lamb uh, on... And it's quite windy. It's quite rocky as well. <laughs> it's quite... I mean, once the ball goes, out, it's straight in the water. Really, once it's going to be, can we have our ball back, Mister? I need a team of divers circling the island for every training session. But look, chance to play international football. Yeah. could happen to you. Yeah, OK. At, um, <laughs> yeah, at, uh, well, we've done a lot on the Premier League. I thought we'd just uh, you know, break enough, away really, for five yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> there'll be more Premier League chat, I'm sure, with Andy Goldstein and Darren Vent. We're going to be looking ahead to our commentary game over on TalkSport 2 very shortly. Karen Bailey will be joining us. Anything else you've noticed from the weekend, Andy? Yes, uh, Moen and Ali is worried about the future of uh, international
3: 50-over matches, one-day mm. internationals. You think, why? No one likes it, forget it. I can't see the point of it, really. I don't, you know, it's become, a, it's I just, I wouldn't worry about it. Let it go. You're any, You're not a fan of the 50
2: over game. Well, it's, it's a right. format it's too a bit, far. It's just a bit dull, isn't it? Changed, it changed, didn't it? It kind of changed in its, with 2020. tried everything, 2020.
3: it's just got this lumpy middle bit, you know, yeah. which is,
2: you know, the bit that isn't 2020, basically. No, that's very true. Fair enough Michael um, Field McIntyre I mean we mentioned earlier on That people who wear sort of Smart watches Apparently do more exercise Because they're kind of Badgered into mm. it And they feel they've made That kind of commitment And they should listen To the watch but uh, Field McIntyre, I don't know if he's got one. I'm not sure. He said you really must try a Muscovado sugar sandwich, made with good, well buttered bread. <laughs> oh God! I'm thinking that was not going to come across well on the old smart watch, is it? The, <laughs> no, really the sugar sandwich. But uh, good luck with that, Field. There's an interesting corporate
3: row going on. Do you remember a few years ago I bought this? Uh, it's a boxing training aid. You, you it's a headband. It's got yes. an elastic band on it. There's a ball, you hit the ball, and it comes back. It was like a punch ball, but punch it's attached ball, to but, your hat. But it's quite small, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly. But apparently two people are claiming that, that they invented it. Right. And so there's
2: quite a battle over it. To be I honest, think, having seen you... I must have got the one that didn't work. Having seen you show it to us, I don't think I'd be boasting about having <laughs> invented that, no, really. definitely not. I don't think that... Peter Jones would have had anything to do with it in the den, <laughs> put it that way. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Uh, that's uh, That was today's show. I'm back with Charlie tomorrow. We're we'll doing it all again. Andy, you return on Wednesday. That's right. Do hope you can join us uh, from one o'clock. If not, the podcast, as always, will be available around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby
1: and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and 4 p.m. on Talk Sports.